Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Friday, the Chiefs continued their preparation for Monday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, and safety Justin Reed. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Dave Tobe and Justin Reed. Here's Eric Bieniemy. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everyone's family. Uh, feels good coming off a of victory. Obviously, we got another big one this week. Uh, the biggest test is just making sure our guys are staying focused on the details, eliminating the distractions, and understanding what's important. And that's going out and being fundamentally sound and doing everything that we're asking them to do on the practice field. With that said, I'm all ears. Eric, uh, last week you said, um, hey, you know, sometimes you need a little humility to get focused and, and all that. Is, is, it, is that a simple, is that a, just the, the explanation for what happened in Tampa? You guys were more focused uh, maybe this week, than, or last week than you were the week before? Uh, I think our guys were focused. They were intent. Uh, sometimes when you have a, a new group of, of guys, there's a tendency to take certain things for granted, thinking that we can just show up and put on our pads and just go out there and play. But, you know, everybody gets paid in this industry. So our guys need to understand that every time we step in this building, we got to have a reason of why we're stepping in. But on top of that, we got to have an intent on what we want to accomplish each and every day. So our focus is, is just making sure that we're not taking the day-to-day duties for granted. I thought our guys did a good job of coming out yesterday and practicing. Now, obviously, there was some rust we had to get off, having the extra day off. But other than that, their energy level was up. I thought uh, assignment-wise, we were good. You know, now we got another day of situational football for us. So, you know, we'll see exactly what that focus is like today. Well, first and foremost, Coach Heck does an outstanding job with those guys. And he's, he's obviously been a staple of, uh, of our offense, just the number of people that he's coached. We, those guys have great chemistry. We knew exactly what we didn't accomplish the week before. Those guys knew exactly what they were up against. So they took it on themselves and said, hey, you know what? Let's make sure that we do the things necessary to help us to be victorious this week. I thought those guys, starting with Creed, all did a hell of a job of communicating. I thought those guys did an outstanding job of creating some lanes for the backs. But on top of that, we kept the quarterback pretty upright. Eric, as Travis has aged, what are some things that he does to sort of account for the fact that at this stage your speed starts to decline? What are some other things he does instead of offending just all that stuff? Well, one thing we do, we, we monitor his reps. We don't need to see Kelsey every play in practice. 
But one thing we expect Kelsey to do is to lead and be an example. So the thing that I appreciate about Kelsey, first and foremost, is the coaching hat that he wears when he's not in there. He's coaching up Jody. He's coaching up uh, Noah. Uh, he's coaching up Burt when he's in there. He's coaching up one of our younger tight ends, Jordan. And that's what's fun. But when he's in there, he's maximizing the opportunity. He's not taking it for granted. He's doing all the little necessary things that we're harping on some of the newer guys, you know, to make sure that they understand the culture in which we built as far as finishing, as far as detailing, and understanding how, you know, how we practice. And so when he does get an opportunity, he catches it. You'll see Kels at his age catching it and taking it the distance. So it's not by chance that Kelsey is making those plays on game day. It's because, first of all, he has tremendous work ethics and he works his tail off, but you see it every single day in practice. You know, I saw what I've always seen for Pacheco. Uh, I saw a kid that just ran determined. I saw a kid that, that played hard, that played fast and took advantage of the situation when it was presented to him. I thought the kid uh, did a heck of a job. He's still a young kid. And the thing that I love about him is that he listens in meetings. He observes when he makes a mistake. He's very observant. He studies his mistakes. And very seldom does he ever repeat a mistake. So I thought the kid did a heck of a job. And on top of that, I thought the old line did a hell of a job of opening up lanes and then the guys on the perimeter doing some things in the, in the back end, creating blocks so he can break certain runs. But the kid has, he plays with tremendous balance. He got a different type of juice to him. And so I think he just gives us something a little different from the other guys. Not so much about patience with him. Some of those outside zones he was hitting at the very end. Are you seeing growth? Oh, yeah. And that's one thing. When you're playing that position, you have to be a patient runner because you just can't take the ball and run. We've seen that before. And so these guys got to have great vision. But on top of that, they got to understand exactly what's taking place with the blocking scheme and understanding how those guys are setting it up for him to read it. Coach, along the lines of what Adam was asking about, last week you told us you guys got what you deserved in Indy, right? And, you know, the spirit or attitude or whatever was different this past week. Is that something that you see during the week? Is it something you see during the game? When do you kind of get the feel for what that week's going to be like? You get a feel for it throughout the course of the week. Um, sometimes you just want to sit back and observe and just watch because you want to see how your players are going to handle it and react to it. Sometimes you just want to, hey, you know what, let's, let's, let's cut to the chase right now. Let's make sure that we're all focused and we understand exactly what we need to be prepared for. So it's just a feel. We're around these guys 24-7. And, I mean, we spend more time with these guys than we do our own families, unfortunately. You know, my wife is asking for more time right now, probably. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing is, you get to know the people. And sometimes you want to see if they're going to take care of it and address it. But more importantly, if it's not addressed, it's our job to make sure that we're taking, it, taking care of it addressing it and making sure that we're getting focused in the right, uh, the right direction. You all created a, a real complete running back room at this point. How much do you sense maybe this year that intrinsic competition is, is motivating these guys even more? Competition brings out the best in us. So I think those guys are motivating each other. They're feeding off of each other. You know, uh, Coach Slew has done an outstanding job of working with those guys. And you have uh, Clyde, who's, who's doing a hell of a job as well. I mean, Clyde played one of his better games. 
He's doing a great job of accelerating through and finishing runs. First and foremost, this is probably his first year that he's been healthy in a long time. But on top of that, his practice habits have picked up, okay? He's learning how to make second effort a habit. So it's not by chance that you're seeing those runs that are taking place on game day. It's because he's doing the same thing in practice where he's finishing, he's straining to finish, and understanding the importance of, hey, you know what? Every opportunity I touch this, I got to maximize the opportunity, regardless of what takes place up front. Last two, Adam and Matt. Uh, Eric, what stands out to you about the Raiders on defense? <laughs> well, we can talk about 98, and we can talk about 55, and we can talk about 24. Those guys have the right temperament and right attitude. Those guys bring some energy, and they bring some juice. And that's not disrespecting the other eight starters. I just know. When those guys are going, that whole entire defense and that whole entire team is going. So the thing that we need to do is to make sure that it's not about the energy and the attitude that those guys are bringing. It's about the energy and the juice that we're bringing and understanding that those guys, they're going to play to the echo of the whistle. So it's our job to make sure that we're playing to the echo of the whistle as well. Uh, Coach, you always mentioned finishing. You just did. When Clyde, Jarek, and Isaiah are all turning three-yard runs into what seems like seven-yard runs consistently, just how great was that to see from your perspective as a former running back? It, it's, it's always fun when you see those guys having success. The thing is, like I tell them each and every week, anybody can do something once. It's about putting consistent behavior on tape week in and week out. Thank you. You guys take care. Week going against that great quarterback, uh, it seems like years ago because it's – the extra day is amazing how it throws you off. Um, but with that, I'm going to open it up. We're off well on our way to the, the rival of playing the Raiders. Steve, by the time you got on the field defensively, you already had a lead. Um, and then uh, a lot of times it was two or three score. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering whether that changed. You, you probably weren't anticipating that kind of game. Did that change your, the way you called the game at all? It, not initially, but then as it got into, you know, it starts getting into that third quarter. And you're looking, and I'm always looking at how many possessions. You know, it it change, it did change in the course of the second half Can you there. On that uh, well, look at you. When we when you're able to get up by three scores, the one thing you don't want to do is give them a quick score. And so we try to function that way by not giving up a quick score, mix it up enough, um, and then the, you know, and it can get bleedy. You know, like, and, and Tom was smart enough that he was being patient, he was taking check downs, um, but that was okay with us. And then, you know, of course, you're still looking at the clock and seeing what's going on. But. The one time the lead kind of looked a little bit precarious was when uh, your offense turned it over on downs in the second quarter. Okay. Second and, quarter and now? First, you dialed it up on the first play mm -hmm. after that. What, can you talk about what you were thinking there? What? Ah, I was probably getting impatient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure why, uh, probably trying to mix it up. I, when LJ got the sack, yeah, um, I don't know, just gut, I guess. We've blitzed on first downs before, um, but nothing special. It wasn't because anything good or bad wasn't happening. Uh, you got to forgive me. Um, what was the score at that time? Had twenty-one ten. Had we just given up a score? Had and we probably they had scored and we got stopped. I got you, and then we went out there and uh, no, nah, that was. It was a good momentum changer, you know, when you can get – we scored off of the – did we score off of the – yeah. So that helped. Nothing in particular. I, I mean, I can't 
there's no secret there. I didn't get a signal or or hear anything, anything like that. <laughs> Just happened to have the right call play, you know, had the right call made at that that particular time. Generally speaking, from a coach's standpoint, when is the right time to call a defensive back blitz? Every down, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, there's no preference there, and I'm being honest with you. I mean, we run them as, uh, we call them as run blitzes. Talking about second day, we could call them as pass blitzes. Uh, they're all in there. Um, and they are, and I feed them to the guys that way too. You know, a, a, a corner or a safety or whatever's coming. This will run blitz for us, you know. If they happen to throw it, do this, you know. These here happen to be, you know, third down um, pass pressures. If they run it, just make sure we rally to the run. You know, he's got a unique, I tell you what, to me, in my opinion, when you watch him, he, he, he's really explosive from standstill to wherever. If you watch him, he's really explosive from point A to B. That's not easy to do. Some guys take a little while to get going. You know, and he's gotten good at timing it up, and we work all the time at, you know, when he's not coming, when he is coming, make sure you give the same, you know, the whole thing. I mean, he's been really good at it. Uh, we've got to probably stop. They're going to figure it out pretty soon here and uh, change things, but that might help us on something else. So, hey, Bill, well, second straight week, they're going to square off against an all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. You had Mike yeah. Evans last week, Adams this week. What is unique about Adams, especially when you have to defend a guy like that? Yeah, another big guy that can run, great catch radius. I mean, all those things that you talk about uh, with great receivers. Um, and I, I, I still I got a lot of respect for Derek Carr, and I think he knows where to go with the ball. I mean, you watch the tape of teams they've played, and you can see where 17's getting doubled, and you know, Derek's smart enough to go someplace else, and he's got some other weapons. He's getting another one back this week with, with 13, with Renfro. So um, I think he'll spread it around, and, and it'll, as the season goes on for them, hopefully not this week, um, you know, things will open up for them because they've got a great wideout out there you've got to worry about. They've got a great tight end. Now you've got a slot receiver and a running back. Had a pretty good game last week too, so um, now you know why I don't sleep real well when we play teams like this. But they're they got an explosive offense. They got they got a lot of weapons. Yeah, Jalen. Uh, listen, he keep, continues to get better. There's tweaks and things in there. There were a couple, you know, rookie mistakes there. We knew. I think I've said this before. There's going to be some growing pains with some of these young guys. We've got a number of young guys out there, but if we can keep finding a way to Finding ways to win games um, while the while they are growing, I think that's going to help us down the road. He, Jalen's gotten more confident, and confident each week. I mean, the minute he walks in the meeting room, he he looks different every day. That's a good thing for a corner. Confidence is huge. That coach, you know, Jalen Watson, it seemed like Brady was picking on him. What do you say to your rookie quarterbacks when you know you have a savvy veteran like like a Brady? Even this week, Derek Carr. That yeah, they're probably going to go at you. Yeah, just keep battling. I mean, I don't want those guys to change at all. Um, I want them to be aggressive the way we, the way Dave and Donald coach it. Don't change because one time they complete one. I mean, you can't do that in this business. You just got to go on and on to the next play, and hopefully, hopefully it's not detrimental and leads to points. But, and I think Jalen's done a good job of that. He's, I don't see him putting his head down, or uh, I still, I, I still see him fighting in there. Did you have a question? Uh, yeah, Coach. So you guys have allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL this season. Yeah. Just, how do you explain that so far through four weeks? They decided not to run it very much. Uh, <laughs> they only ran it five times, right? Um, that was their decision. Now, I, listen, we got – it's challenge after challenge after challenge, right? We had uh, Jonathan Taylor and we had other backs before that. You know, we had Leonard Fournette. I mean, it's just – it's not going to change. Um, 
they may, I mean, my guess is that in this particular game coming up, I think they're going to make that a focus. You know, that back that Josh has right now, he knows is really good. He got him cranked up last week, and I would imagine he would try to do the same thing. And it's going to be our job to see if we can get it to one-dimensional. Um, and if we don't stop the run, you know, the other stuff will get ugly too. So that'll be a focus. That'd be big. Okay, you got it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, that's that's always good to start a game like that. Um, you know, we always defer. You know, we won the toss, we defer, and then you kick off, and you're really stealing a possession. Huge, you got, especially in a game like that when it, it could come down to who has the ball last. So, you know, we were able to steal one there, knowing that we were going to get it in the second half. That was huge, and then the way our offense came out and scored right away, and just got the ball rolling. Yeah, it was good for the whole team. You guys, I guess you can never sleep super easy with kickers. I know we've talked about that in a lot of kicks this, this year. But just how impressed with, with, were you with how you guys did last week in that department on the short week, short notice on a kid coming in and, and doing really well? Yeah, we had a little bit more time uh, you know, to work with Matt uh, this week than we did the first week with right. sure. the other Matt, uh, so, um, which was good. And, and then... Uh, I was really pleased the way he handled it. He's he's got a really good uh, mental aspect, you know. I mean, that's where you find out is he kicked well in practice and stuff, but in the games, I mean, being able to make really seven field goals, really what it comes down to, you know, extra point is a field goal just as well, as much. So uh, being able to make all seven in that last game that was big, uh, you know, on a Sunday night football game. How do you? I mean, I guess you don't really know until you're in that game situation. Right. And take you back to the through the Colts game, you missed that short week against the Chargers, and then it seemed from the outside looking in that maybe Avondola lost some confidence very early there. Do you see that on the sideline, or how do you read that? He, he actually had a, you know, going back to Avondola, I mean, he had a great pregame. I mean, so, you know, you miss one, and then you know, then the confidence gets a little shaky. So, I mean, that's that's with everybody. You know, at the, you know, uh, mental toughness is, is such a big thing for a kicker. You know, it's like a, a, a golfer making a short putt that, all of a sudden, it becomes huge, you know, and, and he, he just or he just did a good job in that game for us. Hey, guys, some of the new guys on special teams, uh, so much turnover from last year. Who are some of the new guys that are standing out? Uh, you know, Cochran's doing a good job. Elijah Lee is, is playing outstanding uh, right now for us. Um, 
uh, you know, all the young guys. I mean, uh, Chanel is doing great. Cook is doing good. I mean, all these guys are playing a lot of reps, you know, for us. And, you know, Lamons, obviously, we knew he was good last year, and he's obviously knocked that ball out. That was his knee that ended up punching that ball out. And, but he's around the ball all the time. He's somebody you have to deal with. He's not a new player, but uh, those are guys that are playing well. And with, with Cook, I think there was one kickoff return. He kind of knocked three guys into each he other. Did. He did. He knocked. He blocked his man. He he knocked his man into another guy. Knocked him down. He got two knockdowns, a block, and then two knockdowns. That, that's in our production system. That's what he got on that one play. So I'm just happy with you know. And then Pacheco running down the field, uh, you know, on kickoff and just. I mean, I was a defensive end. He just, ba boom, you know, put him on his back. You know, that's a great two gap. That's what we call that. Uh, you know what he did there, and then he's just playing so hard. Everything he does, he plays so hard. You mentioned some of the guys that you, the new guys, you brought back. Uh, the Chiefs brought back Marcus Kemp. I mean, how happy are you to have him? Yeah, I mean, our, our our stable of players that we have on the scout team. I mean, we could take those guys on the road and and, and win some football games. I mean, there's a lot of good players over there, and uh, you know, on the practice squad, so. Um, you know, that, that's a credit to Veach and being able to, uh, you know, because it's a long season. We're only in week five. I mean, we got a long way to go, and, and those guys are all going to come into play as the season goes on. So, uh, you know, we're happy to have them. Not, not only, I mean, for that, but for practice. I mean, they make us better, you know, in practice. Our, our, our practices are harder sometimes than, than what we're going to get in the game, and that's what you want. That's what we try to create in practice. That's, you know, that's one of the things that Coach uh, – Reed emphasizes is, is how hard we practice. It's it's different from other teams, and, and I, I think that makes a big difference. With Kemp and you know Elijah Lee and some of the moves you guys have been making, how nice has it made your life given the fact that you kind of turned fifty three into like almost like a fifty? Yeah, it's the new rules, really. I mean, I, I talked about this before about you know the new rules that they put in with COVID, where you can pull a guy off the practice squad and they have three elevations, and you can put a guy down and. It, it is. I mean, your your practice squad is is an extension of your 53 now. The way the rules are, and, and everybody's doing it. The whole league is, is is doing the same thing. You'll see guys getting elevated, different guys all the time, and it gives you a lot more uh, flexibility. Uh, and it's really good for special teams coaches. You know, you, you wouldn't you get caught with your pants down sometimes in other situations. You know, when it was the old rules. Harrison's not going to go again today. Is it? He did practice one day last week. Is he? Yeah, he, he tried. He tried to go, but he was working on one steps, and it's not. You know, he's a two. He, he wants to have his full. Uh, you know, his full um, uh, approach. You know, he doesn't want to use a half approach. I don't blame him, and he he still has a lot of pain. You know, and and he's got swelling in that ankle. It, it was, uh, you know, evidently a little bit worse than what you think. You know, I mean, everybody heals differently, and. Uh, so it's just going to take time to get him back. But we want, you know, obviously we want a full 100% bucker. And like I said before, we got a long season to go. So we'll, we'll be happy when he's 100%. We don't want to try to force him back and all of a sudden gets a regression. You know, we definitely don't want that. He's got a lot of weeks in the bank now healing, and we've just got to, we got to get him over the top now. How much does Wright's performance kind of ease that pressure? It does. It helps. I mean, we're not out looking for a kicker right now. I mean, like <laughs> we, we did uh, the other week, so. Uh, we like we like Matt. We like the job he did last week. Now you got to put it together and do it again. You know that's it's about consistency all the time. And what do you feel like his range is? I understand there's yeah. a little bit. Of- yeah, it's a good question. We we really didn't test his range in that last game. The longest field goal he hit was a 44, I think. Uh, but uh, in warmups, you know, he was hitting 51s, 53s consistently. You know, we you know we feel like we could take him back. You know, at least that far. Okay, thanks, guys. Right, thanks. See you.
So last last week heading into to Tampa, did you feel something different in the locker room preparation wise? Because some things seemed a little flat going into Indianapolis. Did you feel a different focus or something in the locker room? Yeah. Um, I mean, always when you're coming off of a loss, um, there's going to be a higher level intensity that following week to make sure you don't have two losses in a row. Um, and it also helps that we're going against Tom Brady in the Buccaneers. Also a little bit of a of a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple from a couple years ago. So those feelings are all um, mixed together um, to really make a really fiery week of practice. Um, we had something to go out to prove that week, um, and guys weren't lacking for motivation. What do you know about Raider Week? So I've been I've been keeping up. I know that we have the Chiefs flag underneath the Vegas Stadium. Remember that being built. Um, I know that this rivalry goes back decades. Um, it's been back and forth, and I know that you know for the city of Kansas City and also you know Oakland, Las Vegas, wherever the Raiders have been the last couple of the years, um, it means a lot to both organizations. So I expect it to be a hard-nosed game. Um, both sides come with a lot of fire and energy, um, and that'll be competitive. Devontae Adams is one of those rare wide receivers who can take over a game. On the back end of coverage, what, what are some of the things you need to be aware of, you and Juan, or even some of the other defensive backs? You need yeah, to um, definitely a game record type of player. Um, need to know where he is at all times, whether he's lined up at one, lined up at two, lined up in the backfield, wherever he is. Every single play, we need to ID where he's at to make sure we're aware. Waller's had some big games and maybe not as much this year, but what's the challenge like with a guy of his size coming through? Yeah, um, has all the attributes of a tight end that you know any team in the league would love to have. Um, athletic, um, really plays more like a wide receiver, can make all the catches, runs vertical routes, runs short routes. Um, they feature him in the red zone and in their short yardage. So he's a go-to target for Derek Carr, always been a safety net for him. Um, no, they're, the Oakland Raiders are not lacking in talent. Uh, I think that they're just piecing themselves together. Um, and this is a big week for them, too, so we're expecting their best shot. You have a big event coming up for your foundation here uh, this week. Tell us about that and uh, how excited you are to give back to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. You know, tomorrow um, we're going to be at the West and Downtown. It's going to be the inaugural fundraising event for the J. Reed and D Foundation. Um, it's going to be raising money for kids and schools in Kansas City. Um, to help build tech zones, um, have a nutritional aspect, after-school snacks to help them fuel themselves, um, and also some of the projects that we're going to be doing in Kansas City to help equip them with tools to help them for a better tomorrow. So really looking forward to building some of these tech zones so that after-school kids have a place, you know, essentials, printers, internet, computers, um, things that they need to help them complete their schoolwork um, to help them be successful. So that fundraiser will be tomorrow. Extremely excited about it. Um, I want to encourage everyone out there to come see me and my teammates who will be celebrity waiters for you guys. Justin, I seem to remember that Tyron was interested in the tech zone stuff. Is that something you guys ever talked about or what to do with your family? Yeah, um, we never talked about it personally, but, you know, we both are from Louisiana, and Louisiana isn't exactly the most techie state in the country. Um, I know whenever I was coming out and I ended up going to California, um, honestly, I had a feeling of being behind and a little bit deficient when it came to computer skills and things like that. Um, I went to a school in Silicon Valley, so they caught me up, but I was only able to catch up because I had the access to do so. So um, one of the reasons it's personal to me is 
to push that forward and you know find the next kids like me that might have a talent in the field but just don't have the access to it and try and remove those hurdles for them. When uh, just league-wide, I know it's early. We're not halfway through the season yet either, but a lot of people were talking about last <laughs> night's game was kind of a tough watch. I'm sure the defensive guys loved watching that game. But yeah. uh, are we seeing defenses kind of catching up? Or where are we in that cycle of offensive versus defense in the NFL? Yeah. Um, you know, part of it, I think, that is so many of the high-caliber quarterbacks are on new teams. You know, there's been a lot of shuffling um, head coaching-wise, offensive coordinator-wise, quarterback-wise, that so much of having a good offense is having chemistry, things you've built up over years. So um, I know in Denver and Indianapolis, they both are featuring new quarterbacks um, and really just st still trying to figure out their systems. Uh, Indianapolis was missing Jonathan Taylor, uh, so that's a tough beat for him. So um, defenses have been very tough and physical this year, um, but it's always you know a back and forth scale. You know, at some points in the season, the defense is going to take over. At some points, the offense is really going to be electric and show their firepower too. Chris, Chris Conley spent a year with you down in Houston last season. Did you get to know Chris much? Yeah, yeah, I know Chris. He's a very smart guy, um, intelligent, humble. Um, reliable possession receiver. So he's going to bring some things that can help us. I realize that you guys play games any day of the week, but does Monday Night Football still have that kind of juice to it? That oh, absolutely. I mean, every game, especially divisional games, you know, I mean, all, those are always going to mean a lot to us. We're always going to put our best foot forward. But when you're the only game on TV, you can't beat that. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm.